And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. Presented by BetMGM. Hey, welcome in. Another edition of Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. Brandon Sprague with you at Brandon Sprague on Twitter. Give me a follow. And my co-host on the East Coast, Lucy Burge, at Lucille Burge. Give her a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Find all our great work uh, work at BetQL, BetQL's finest. Uh, Joining us yet again, Lucy, good evening. How was the weekend for you? Good evening. The weekend itself was great. Went to brunch, sat outside in the freezing cold, discovered that I am a year-round iced coffee person, as I was telling you guys before the show. Mm. I used to get hot coffee on cold days. I went to order at, at brunch, and I was like, you know what? The last thing in the world I want right now is a hot coffee. I got an iced coffee. Today I had two, and tomorrow maybe I'll have three. And you, even freezing cold today, wind, just cloudy, Iced coffee. Absolutely. I I am a year-round iced coffee person now. However, my bets didn't go as hot. And I don't remember ever a a more unpredictable time betting the NFL. Because I should have bet on the Lions today, but I had, Sprague, I had Vikings plus one and a half. And that was a tough go because the opposite. I have never seen a game like this, this after mm-hmm. betting plus one and a half, but I had Patriots minus three and a half. And that was after being the biggest snooze fest game. I can remember the most exciting 20 seconds at the end of that game, maybe of the day. Um, you could rank the top five. There are a couple of other great moments, but, but Marcus Jones running that in was a very exciting moment to beat the Jets. Sorry, Zach. Um, so that was a good win for the Patriots, and they did cover the spread. But that Vikings bet is a tough one to forget for me for a while, I think. Yeah, we'll talk about the Viking line. Zach made a good point pre-show of, like, sometimes you see lines and it makes you kind of go, really? Like, that team's favored in that situation? And, you know, there's a lot of moments I think that Vegas is – Sometimes Vegas is kind of like conning you into wanting to go a certain way. And I know people look into that stuff all the time or think about, like, what's the angle here, right? But Cowboys minus one and a half all week was a stay away from me. I'm like, okay, that's it's a little odd. It's a little disrespectful to the Vikings. Dallas just blew a 14-point lead in Green Bay. They pissed me off. I, I'm not going to touch the line. I actually – I took a total. I bet the total of over 47 and a half, and – unbeknownst to me they'd be four and a half points shy of pushing but it would be because that green Bay score or uh, dallas scored 40 and minnesota managed just three like i had cash out options and i'm like no like minnesota's gonna get a garbage touchdown in the fourth quarter they made no effort they wanted to get that game over with as soon as they could and they were willing to take that that ass kick and 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 just be good being eight and two now and you know they now have a negative point differential and so everybody's gonna talk about that tomorrow about hey See those Minnesota Vikings? I told you they were fraudulent. I, I think I just think it's as simple, Lucy, as Dallas is a good team when they put it together. Their problem is yeah. they don't always put it together. They had it together last week, and then they just lost it. Their defense got back to slowing down the run. Dalvin Cook and the Minnesota offense did nothing offensively today. And so you give a lot of credit to Dallas's defense. The Jet-Patriot game, that's one I had a, an eye on all week. I love the Patriots at three. I think it got to three and a half by kickoff today. 
but I got it at yes. three. And then I, I couldn't have loved an under or an over more this weekend than loving the 38 that I got with the Jets and Patriots. I mean, I looked at every score these two teams had. Two great defenses, Lucy. The Jets put up points and beat the Bills. The final was 20 to 17. So I'm like, okay, at worst, it's 37 points. There's no way this is going to happen. And so I, 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 I parlayed the same game. I took the Patriots minus three. Thank you, Marcus Jones. And then I had the under of 38, which was probably the, the most comfortable bet I made all day because it felt like in the second quarter, that was never in oh, doubt. God. Ugly game, exactly. ugly game for sure, Lucy. But boy, what, what an outcome and uh, what a conundrum facing the Jets now who quite clearly have no quarterback trust whatsoever with Zach Wilson. Exactly. And the ending of that game was like a movie. And the movie, I would say, would be Forrest Gump because he just kept running and running and running right <laughs> into the end zone. That was a very, very exciting. But there were times during that game where, of course, first of all, if you had the over in that game, I am sorry, because that you knew right away as soon as three for like two hours that the over was not going to hit there. But watching yeah. that game, there were points where I thought I'm going to like watch red zone instead. Cause usually I watch when the Patriots are playing at one, I would watch or whatever time they're playing. I watch the Patriots over red zone and then switch to red zone after that game. So that is the singular thing I'm watching. But this time I was like, I might go like run errands. This is so boring. This game is so boring. <laughs> and so, so it was awesome. just so I thought, why not put Bailey Zappi in just to spice things up? Of course, that's not the best idea, but like, you know, I think every week you got to keep that going. Like put Zappi in, I think should be the rallying cry just like for fun. But I think I, you look at the game though itself and it didn't seem like it at the time. But Mac Jones did not have a bad game by any means. You could tell in this game that during the bye week, he studied and he watched film and he did self-scouting and, and watched himself and what he could do better and improved. He threw for 246 yards, no picks. And at the end of that game, you kind of felt like that was a bummer. But it wasn't really. Mac Jones was not that bad. And throughout the game, you see people being like, oh, Mac Jones stinks and Zach Wilson stinks and this game stinks and... I mean, I was one of those people saying this game stinks, but Mac Jones wasn't even that bad. Zach Wilson still not that great, but I took the Patriots because I always just, you get that feeling Bill Belichick is going to beat the Jets. That's, yeah. I just, in, in my mind, I was like, yeah. And this time I thought they're even going to cover because Zach Wilson just looked so bad the last time they played and then said after the game, we'll see them in a couple weeks. And then they did and lost. So sorry, Zach Wilson. Sorry, sorry to our Zach as well. But it, it was a it was a tough game. It was hard to watch. But except for those final couple seconds, which were pretty exciting. Well, Zach Wilson was asked after the game, Lucy, he, he basically was asked, do you feel like you let your defense down today? And he quickly responded, Nope. Yeah. And Robert Sala said, Hey, what happened to your offense, especially in that second half? They had Zach Wilson had nine completions. They punted 10 times. They punted more yeah. than Zach Wilson had completions, which is it's, it's truly a baffling stat. Robert Sala basically said we got the, the S kicked out of us. And so now you look at the jets and I, I just don't know how you watch the jets playing and don't go, Hey, this is a win now roster. You know, you had Jeff Schwartz, former NFL offensive lineman. He's on Twitter. He's like, I'm cutting bait with him. And everyone's like, really? Yeah. You're cutting bait? He's started 19 games in his career. We're, we're defining Zach Wilson now. And I'm not saying Zach Wilson's – he was pretty awful today. 
he's going to cost them. We all know that's going to happen, right? As good as their defense is, there, there's no amount of trust with the Jets, even if they make the playoffs, that they're going to beat anybody because they don't have a quarterback. And so yeah. I guess I would ask you, are you one of those people? Do you need do you need more than 19 starts to determine if a guy is the guy? There's a report that came out right before we started the show, Lucy. And it, I'm paraphrasing, but it's basically teammates are bothered that Zach Wilson walks around the locker room and acts like the problem isn't him. He's just acting like this. Oh, it's, you know, we just need to play better. And it's like, bro, like everybody's doing their job except you. You can't throw for 100 yards. And so there's a really weird position that the Jets are in. Teams find themselves in this all the time. Like, do I have a quarterback? Do I not have a quarterback? I think right now you'd say no. But, like, Lucy, are you ready to def- definitively say that you're you're moving on from Zach Wilson? Should the Jets be thinking about their offseason moves even before the season ends about – who do we get here at this position because we can win if we have somebody good? I think they should because, I mean, is he only bad when he plays the Patriots then? I mean, he can't be – he's looked really, really bad the last two times he faced the Patriots. He, and he, Lucy, his, he didn't look good ego, against the Bills they won the game. Exactly. So his ego also playing into this, like he's not a locker room guy. He's not the the guy you want at the helm of your team. And there is something I always think about when I think about Zach Wilson, the night of the draft, somebody tweeted, and this was my favorite tweet of the whole night, the picture of, of Zach Wilson holding up the Jets jersey after he got drafted. And somebody tweeted, New York is going to eat that fool alive. And he is crumbling, and it's true. That guy nailed it. Whoever tweeted that, bravo, because you nailed it. This guy is getting eaten alive, and it's, it is only, I mean, almost his own fault because his ego is is just not matching his play, which it should, mm-hmm. and he could have that Joe Burrow ego if he was playing well, and he's not, and he looks terrible, and he looks awful. So he should not be walking around the locker room like, oh, it's not my fault. I'm, you know, Joe Cool over here. No, he's not. He's he looks awful. And to look awful against I'm not saying Mac Jones is great. So he's not like spectacular, but to look so bad. He made Mac Jones look good the past two times they faced you know, the Patriots. So I I would cut bait with with Zach Wilson for sure. Because wow. I, I don't I yeah. mean, how much how much longer how much longer can this go on? Like what I mean they no, but I, the I, thing I mean, is I, though Yeah. Yeah, they, they could have been the top of the division if they won, which would have been bizarre. But, like, it, it, how much longer do you let him just go on like this? Being like, oh, it's not me. And then bla- and blaming everybody else is not going to help anybody. So where the problems are just going to spread around and keep continuing if Zach Wilson does not recognize that he is the problem. As Taylor Swift said, I'm the problem, it's me. Maybe he should take those words to heart and and, you know, just – I don't know. He just, I think that would be the smartest move for them right now because, you know, maybe get Aaron Rodgers in there. If Aaron Rodgers is not happy in Green Bay, bring him to New York. It'd be better than Zach Wilson because he, I, I mean, if I was a Jets fan, I'd be done with Zach Wilson for sure. I'd be disgusted to watch him play. Well, I think Jets fans are for sure there um, that Jets haven't won in a long time. And now you've got a team that's capable of winning. How do you not look at the quarterback position that's letting you down and statistically speaking, doing nothing for you? Uh, I I don't think your your position's wrong. You're probably in the norm for everybody, but I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's Josh Allen's leap from year one to year three. Maybe it's, maybe it's Geno Smith getting his redemption story. Um, you know, I, I just I think from time to time, like Kirk Cousins had this for a long time. 
We'll talk about this team in a minute. Washington, Taylor Heineke's a backup quarterback. I just think sometimes is it is it the quarterback or is it the offense or is it the the lack of skill players out there? I I don't know how to gauge it, but I can tell you it doesn't look good. And so, like, if I'm the Jets, I, I, I don't know. I feel like if you bench him and you play Flacco, it's probably the better move for you. But can you get him back if you do that? Like, where does he go mentally if you make that move? Um, their balance, I would say, in the next couple weeks is going to be really interesting because his play is going to unfortunately keep them probably in almost every game they play from here on out. Uh, Belichick's now won 14 straight against the Jets. That's just like as domination unlike anything we've seen before. And so nobody's surprised the Patriots won today. It's an ugly game, but I think the the Jets' position is very, very uh, intriguing the next couple weeks. Will they ultimately pull the trigger on Zach Wilson and say, nah, you're sitting in the bench and we're going to get Joe out here and Joe Flacco comes in and maybe gives them a slightly better chance. We'll have to wait and see on that one. But nobody appears to be very happy right now, despite just being beaten the Bills not long ago, uh, where Zach Wilson and the Jets are. Very quickly, because we have a lot to get to today. We have previewed some Thanksgiving stuff as well. Uh, the Washington Commanders, who are we? We are the Commanders. That's they're one of their jingles. Uh, Lucy, don't look now. Taylor Heineke. And the Washington Commanders are a 49ers loss away from being the seventh seed in the NFC playoff picture. Heineke didn't really do too much. He had 191 yards himself. The Commanders won going away. They blew out the Texans 23-10, to and they moved to 6-5 and on the year. What say you, Lucy, on the Commanders? Because right now the Washington Commies, uh, whose owner is reportedly looking for a buyer, they are against Atlanta at home, and then they're at the Giants, and then home against the Giants, and then at the Niners, Browns, Cowboys. That's how they end their year. What are we thinking with the Commies and Taylor Heineke, who has been named the starting quarterback the rest of the way? So I think momentum has a lot of, of say in what the what they will do in the next couple of weeks, and they sure have momentum right now. So Derek mm-hmm. Forrest's interception today, I have watched that maybe 50 times now. That Great was catch. incredible. So Red Zone has that at like their fifth best play of the day. I would have put that at number one. You watch the others. No, no, no. The, that one was number one of the day. So things like that, like that was mesmerizing. So things like that could, I mean, that gives them confidence, momentum, propel them through these wins. And then it, they could be, in the end, the surprise team this season. I, I, from the beginning of the season, thought, okay, there's going to be a surprise team. Of course, hoping it was the Lions. Still could be maybe the Commanders. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, by the way, I just want to say on the Commanders, uh, the Commanders minus three is a line that felt weird, and we'll talk about this coming up. And sometimes I stay away from that. I jumped all in. I took the Commies minus three. It was is one of the easier bets I, I ended up winning today. Uh, loaded show. A lot to get to. Lucy will guess the lines on some games, talk some Thanksgiving. And talk about lines that look interesting. Back to the Future Pack with more on the Beck QL Network.
Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Check out BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. I resisted. And and Aaron, I have to disagree with you. You're not the biggest Tua hater, or you weren't. I was. I thought Tua stunk. And every time I watch him now, I'm like, man, he's throwing it well. I mean, I I was watching this morning some highlights Brian Baldinger put up on Twitter of Tua and the offense. He called him the greatest show on turf, you know, kind of compared him to the Rams back in the day with Kurt Warner. And he's throwing the ball with amazing accuracy and touch. We know the receivers are really good. You know, he's not playing with nobody. But two is also playing really well. I think he deserves to be in the MVP conversation. I'm impressed. Tua could play. And two has got this team moving. Now, the defense still isn't great, but if they're just decent, then yeah. I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by BetMGM. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Start your day with a daily tip presented by BetMGM. Featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Jenks, somebody once told me that you shouldn't bet on underdogs unless you think they have the chance to win outright. Do you think that's a factual statement or do you think it's different in the NFL? Because I think you could probably make the case in college football, but in the NFL, I think the spread does matter. Oh, no question. The NFL is different because it's so competitive and it's why the NFL is so hard to bet. So, no, I I don't buy that at all. We see so many games where the number is spot on, especially as the season progresses. What happens? Vegas gets so sharp with these lines. I mean, they're absolutely on point. How many totals have we seen that maybe go over or under by a hook? No, I don't believe that. The Daily Tip, weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Odyssey knows that football fans can't get enough football. That's why we've got nonstop football coverage on the free Odyssey app. Podcasts and live shows dedicated to every pro team. NFL play-by-play and enough game talk for the most diehard fans. Local radio stations talking football, interviews with star players and coaches, and football fans being fans. Listen to everything you love about football, live and on demand with the free Odyssey app. Get in the game and download today. Check out BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. With the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. I felt like Kevin from Home Alone. Oh my gosh. I mean, I mean the first interception, I was like, oh, that sucks. Then there was another and another. And Aaron Rodgers, the cutaways were fantastic. He just looks dumbfounded. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth presented by BetMGM. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. 
All right, welcome back in, guys. Back to the features here on this Sunday evening here on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in tonight, live or on a podcast. Uh, Twitch available as well, Lucy Burge on Twitter and Instagram, at Lucille Burge. We have a lot to discuss, Lucy. Uh, fun talking about quarterback futures conversation things during the break, where certain guys going to be next year, and it's very interesting to think about as we talked about Zach Wilson and the Jets, who would they look for if they indeed uh, conclude that Zach Wilson's not their guy? Um, but we'll save that conversation for another day. Let's bring on our super producer, Zach Kroll, to once again embarrass me as we get to play Guess <laughs> the Lines in NFL and college football. Obviously, we'll have some Thanksgiving games coming this Thursday. Hope everybody's excited for the holidays, spend it with family, friends, whatever. Um, but yeah, tradition to have Thanksgiving football. And so we got that coming on Thursday and a pretty big rivalry weekend coming in college football or some pretty pivotal games in terms of standings, conference championship, things of that nature. So we got a lot to get to Zach. Welcome back on. I'm sure you and Lucy have already agreed upon how to screw me out of winning today. What's the first game you want to start with? Happy to be here, be here, guys, as always, and let's get to it. It's only right we start off Guess the Line with the three Thanksgiving games that will be taking place on Thursday, and we will start the Buffalo Bills. They'll be playing their second game in Detroit in five days, mm. and they will be taking on the Lions, the Red Hot Lions, who have won. They just finished winning their third game in a row for the first time uh, since 2017, so that's big, Lucy. I know you're excited about this one. Start us off. Bills, Lions, Guess the okay. Line. Okay. Roar boys are hot right now. They are hashtag one pride. They are loud and proud. So they've been doing well, but the bills are the bills. So I think it will be lions. Nope. Bills minus seven and a half. Oh, interesting note about this one. Uh, Bills played in Detroit today against Cleveland. Obviously they beat Cleveland. They are flying back to Buffalo, if not already there. And then they're flying back to Detroit. I, I don't really know what that's about. I feel like most teams at this point just stay in the cities when they have to do stuff like that. But Buffalo wanted to maybe it has to do with the storm checking in. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but that's an interesting strategy to keep an eye on. Uh, Buffalo at Detroit. Buffalo is clearly going to be favored here. Would you say seven and a half? Yes. Uh, I'll price is right. You, I think they're close to the number they got today. Today they were eight point favorites against Cleveland. Detroit's probably on the same level as. Yeah. I'll, I'll say I'll say eight eight and a half. I'll say eight and a half. I'll go point higher than Lucy. I think Buffalo's got to be favored by more than a touchdown. Well, Spree, the redemption tour is off to a good start. The the Bills are actually a nine and a half point favorite over the Lions, so you get the point there. <laughs> when you nine start nine. those, you know what you're doing. You're making me think that I oh, lost it every single time. <laughs> every single time. Oh yeah, there has to be some suspicion. Nine and a half. Nine and a half, huh? <laughs> Interesting. Where would you guys, gonna, where would you guys gonna, go on that line? Ooh, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna go Lions plus nine and a half here because I think they. Mm. I think they cover a spread like nobody's business. Thanksgiving, all about spreads and charcuterie boards, and and how what better way to celebrate than to to get in on that spread? Don't bet against that butterboard that the Lions have put together. Yeah, and when I want to back the Lions, it would be as an underdog. So a big number is pretty appealing. Uh, they covered plus uh, three today. A lot of people were on the Lions today, too. So they saw it coming good yeah. win for Yeah. All right. Guys. Yeah, the Roar Boys Moving covered the number outright one. Big yeah. day for Hutch. Yep. He's a player. He's a player. 
Yes. Moving on to the next game on Thanksgiving. This is a big one in the NFC East as the New York Giants, they will be heading to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. The first time these two teams met was on Monday Night Football in New York. The Cowboys got the best of the Giants in that one. Sprague, I'll start with you. Giants at Cowboys. Guess the line. Uh, I'm going to say Cowboys minus six and a half here for Thanksgiving. Okay, I'm going Cowboys minus five and a half. Wow. Sprague off to a two nothing league. The Cowboys are actually no! at eight and a half. Favorite. Yes. Vegas giving the Giants wow. no respect. Well, do you well, remember the first game they played a couple be. that those like a month or so ago? Like that was an awful game. The Giants got dominated in that game by Dallas. So I'm not surprised to hear that it's over a touchdown. I don't know if I touched that high. I'd have to probably look at the the totals here. I might be playing more totals with this game. Maybe an under is probably where I lean with this, given Dallas Dallas's defense today. And the Giants' defense isn't truly awful. Their team put them in some bad positions. But uh, I'll probably be playing the the total in this game more so than Dallas in that number. Yeah, I'm not taking I'm a side out of spite because I lost. Do you think the Giants are a lock to make the playoffs? <laughs> They're sitting at 7-3 and three right now, but a lock no, to the Lions no, today. No, no. Every analytic of, of the Giants that you would determine or measure as a good team the Giants are not usually in those categories. Their quarterbacks thrown like five touchdown passes this year. It, it's it's not a very trustworthy feeling. The Giants and the Jets are both sitting in a spot where it's like, hey, how about New York? Eh? And now you're like, oh, my God, are, are both of them going to miss the playoffs given what their quarterback play is or how limited they are roster-wise? Uh, I, I do not feel great about the Giants' chances to make the playoffs right now. I, I could see them faltering big time. Uh, the rest of the way. As I mentioned, they got the Commanders twice. I think the Commanders are playing pretty solid football right now. And so you add, you add the Dallas game that they've got here on Thanksgiving. Uh, let's see. They finished the season off. Where do they go? They finished the season. They're at Philly, at Minnesota. Uh, they got Philly twice. And then you got uh, Colts who, you know, they're somewhat better since Fisher came aboard. So, no, I, to answer your question, no, Zach. I, I don't trust what I'm seeing right now with the Giants. Yeah, their next four games are all divisional. At Dallas, home Washington, home Philly, and at Washington. So it's going to be interesting uh, to see what happens with the Giants. But moving on to the final Thanksgiving game here on Guess the Line, the Patriots, they're going to be in action on Thursday night, going to Minnesota, taking on the Vikings. Lucy, I know you bet uh, on both these teams' games today. I'll let you start this one off. Patriots at Vikings, Guess the Line. Yeah, so this game is on Thanksgiving. I was watching the Patriots today thinking, I'm not grateful for this team and I got to watch them on Thanksgiving. But no, I think Mac Jones will be fine again. But I do think the Vikings will be favored here. And I think it'll be Vikings minus three. Yeah, it's a pretty good number. Um, I think we're going to get a lot of, this is like one of those games, Zach, where I think we kind of look and go, really? And I can't wait to be wrong on this in 10 seconds, but I think we're going to get Minnesota minus three and a half. And I got to be honest with you, if it's that number, I'm, I cannot wait to bet the Vikings here. I think everybody's going to go against the Vikings and they're going to go towards the Patriots because of what happened today. Um, but it's it's a short week. They're the home team. Kirkers in primetime scares the living hell out of me, but I'll still take, I think, Vikings minus three and a half. Took her a minute, but Lucy's magic is back. She nails it. The, the Vikings are a three-point favorite over the Patriots yeah. on the money. 
Yeah. Yes. But, yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm betting this that one. was the right number. That's the right one. number. <laughs> yeah, I agree there with you. you. I'll be Sorry, on the Vikings. If Sprague, if Sprague, if you had gone first, you would have gotten it. So but Lucy, are you on the Vikings or the Patriots here? I know you're a Patriot fan, but who would you back here? I, I mean, I think at this point I would have to go Vikings, but I'm going to wait until like tomorrow the next day because there's not a lot of time, see, but see I'm going to yeah. sit on this for a couple days to see if it moves at all. And that, cause I, I do want to take the Patriots in this. It is a holiday. So I would love to, and I don't want to be rooting against the Patriots on a holiday, but realistically yeah. right now I would have to take Vikings minus three. All right. Great. Sounds like we're in agreement. So somebody needs to bet against us. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe, maybe I will though. Patriots plus five and a half. <laughs> if it moves. <laughs> okay. Moving on to the college ranks, you know, the, of all the rivalry games next week, there is one game we're all going to be watching. It's the game when Michigan goes to Ohio State in the Big Ten, and the winner of this game, they're pretty likely to make the college football playoff, assuming they could win the Big Ten championship game. But, Sprague, I'll start with you for this one. Michigan at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Guess the lot. Yeah, the tough one with this is Blake Corum's injury. He left that game um, on Saturday with a knee injury, and he was limping pretty noticeably out of it. He didn't come back. So it it's tough to gauge this. Um, I think Ohio State's going to get the love here. I will say Ohio State minus three and a half. Okay, I'm going to go with Ohio State minus seven and a half. I'm a little higher. Wow. Okay. You might be right. Blake Quorum's injury, it's a mystery. Yes, Greg. Uh Vegas was giving m- way more respect to Michigan than you think. Ohio State is actually an eight-and-a-half-point favorite over Michigan. So, Lucy nods it up at two. Yes. Eight-and-a-half. Wow. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Wow. All tied up. I can't, wait to, I can't wait to bet Michigan plus eight-and-a-half. That's, I mean, I, I, there, there's nothing to me that indicates, especially, I know Quorum's the question mark that, for them, but. I just think both these defenses, this defense of Michigan's legit. Uh, McCarthy is, he's a pretty good little quarterback that Harbaugh's found there. And, you know, both these teams are not blowing out opponents left and right the last couple of weeks. Like both of them have been trailing uh, against teams you would say are lesser than, than, than both of them. And so I just, that's a lot of points in that rivalry game. I might have to take Michigan plus eight and a half. <laughs> Rick, yes, Rick is actually fading every pick we have. <laughs> I, actually, I actually agree with you man I've been waiting to fade Ohio State the whole season and I think this is by far going to be the best opponent they've played and I know Michigan they didn't look great uh, yesterday against Illinois they easily could have lost that game but eight and a half that's a lot of points and I'm not the biggest Ryan Day fan I'm not sure if he could win a national championship at Ohio State I know their defense is improved but he scares me in a big game I we, think we I are be on one... this one. Oh, good. I will be no, on sorry, Ohio State minus eight and a half because they are my pick to win the national championship. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna no, be on I, them. I think. Yeah, Lucy, I think that's the that, that's the approach if you have that futures ticket. My my only thing, and I totally see why in the chat, it's Ohio State, Ohio State. We are a week. We are just like a slightly over a week away from Ohio State struggling against Northwestern. I just want to bear that in mind. And you could go, well, it's cold weather. It's gonna be cold when they play Michigan. And so I just, I'm kind of with Zach here. I I kind of want to. I want to fade Ohio State. I don't, I don't think they're that legit, and I think this feels like really just Georgia's championship and then everybody else is just playing for second. We'll okay, moving on, to, moving on to the next game. 
We have TCU, and they pulled out another win yesterday in crazy fashion, beating Baylor at the buzzer on a field goal. They will be hosting Iowa State, and they haven't lost yet. It's still looking like if they just win these next two games in the Big 12, they will be in the college uh, football playoff. So, Lucy, I'll start with you. Iowa State at TCU. Guess the line. So, TCU, very hot right now. I think they'll be favored. I think TCU minus seven. Iowa State. Hmm. Yeah, TCU, they've been dinged by the committee for having to come back, and I think it's a ridiculous point of view because, as we just mentioned, Michigan and Ohio State have both had to come back against lesser teams. Uh, hell of a win for, the, for them at Baylor. I, I'm going to say TCU gets some respect against them, kind of middle of the road, not great Iowa State team. I will say TCU minus nine and a half. Sprig, you were close. TCU is a ten and a half point favorite over Iowa State, so you will get the point there. There we go. Iowa State's not good. They're not a good football team. Now, are we confident TCU is going to make the playoff? It's looking like they're going to have Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game, which isn't an easy game. Uh, are we confident in TCU winning these next two? I think they can do it. I think they're hot. they're hot at the right time. They're getting hot. They have momentum. I, I wouldn't say they, they definitely can't do it. Um, I, I think the Kansas State game's tough, but I think Kansas State gave them their best game and they went up 18 points in that, and they blew that lead. I think if TCU gets past Iowa State, which I would assume they will, they go to the Big 12 championship, and I, I think they take care of business. I'm not guaranteeing a blowout by any means. Kansas State's had a great season, but I like TCU's chances to run the table here, and they run the table, they're in. And to be honest with you, even if they lose to Iowa State and then win the Big 12, they should still be in because, unfortunately, because of the way this whole thing is trending, it feels like we're going to end up with Clemson in the playoff, and Clemson's awful. I've, I've seen Clemson all year. Clemson is benefiting from one of the worst conferences we've seen in five years, and they're they're not doing it in the most convincing of fashion. So if Clemson's going to get in with one loss, TCU, if they stub their toe this weekend and then they still win the Big 12, they should still get in with one loss. Like I said, though, it largely feels like we've got Georgia – and then everybody else kind of just near the bottom. We got one, time for one more, Zach, one more game, and then we'll go. Yeah, quickly, last guess the line here. We have Notre Dame at USC. USC, another team that could control its destiny into the college football playoff. Sprague, guess the line. Uh, USC at Notre Dame. I'm going to say USC oh, no, minus – oh, it's at US. Oh, it is? Yeah. You sure about that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I will say USC minus nine. Okay. Uh, Notre Dame, big win over BC coming off that, but I think it'll be USC minus three. USC is actually a five and a half point favorite. So Lucy gets the slight, slight edge. Yes! Five and a half. So we're tied. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. Okay. We'll see see how we feel about the tie. We'll talk about a little of the World (laughs) Cup, Thanksgiving, and some more. Back with more. Back to the Futures and the BetQL Network. Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM.
Check out BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. I, I resisted. And, and Aaron, I have to disagree with you. You're not the biggest Tua hater, or you weren't. I was. I thought Tua stunk. And every time I watch him now, I'm like, man, Ooh, he's throwing yeah. it well. I mean, I, I was watching this morning some highlights Brian Baldinger put up on Twitter of Tua and the offense. He called him the greatest show on turf. You know, kind of compare him to the Rams back in the day with Kurt Warner. And he's throwing the ball with amazing accuracy and touch. We know the receivers are really good. You know, he's not playing with nobody. But two is also playing really well. I think he deserves to be in the MVP conversation. I'm impressed. Tua could play. And two has got this team moving. Now, the defense still isn't great, but if they're just decent, then yeah. I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by BetMGM. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Start your day with a daily tip presented by BetMGM. Featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. This is Indiana University, Purdue University in Indianapolis. Is that correct? Who cares? I don't care what it stands for. I'm literally betting on their games, and usually I'm betting against them because, Jenks, they were the most fade-worthy team in all of college hoops last year. So I think people don't care that much if you find a winner and if you find an angle because that's the difference between our show and, like, a sports talk show. Like, we're not going to spend three hours talking about, is LeBron better than Michael Jordan? What are the Lakers going to do? Because, listen, the Lakers are terrible against the spread too that's the difference if we find an angle that's all that matters oh man i'm so excited that college basketball is back you're gonna get an absolute schooling when it comes to the directional schools of indiana the daily tip weekday morning six to nine eastern on the BetQL network always live on the free odyssey app hey guys mike valeni for catch the ticket podcast if you like sports betting or if you just like sports it's the podcast for you we try to cover all the big games and maybe some of the games you didn't even know were important. Give you some angles, pick some winners, have a good time, and hopefully help you uh, meander through college and pro football season. So join us a couple times a week to get all your information you need to bet the games that you watch. It's Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know those headlines that make you stop scrolling and actually read an article? I'm Mike Rogers. Those are the kinds of stories I'm dying into on my podcast something offbeat like the caterpillar infestation in maine that had us rethinking our relationship with insects we were talking about a time 300 million years ago if you can imagine there was a dragonfly it had a two-foot wingspan just search for something offbeat in the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the future with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Hey, welcome back in. We wrap it up here. Back to the Futures with Brandon Sprague and my co-host Lucy Burge over there in Boston. Uh, another fun, quick show here. Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app. Ended up tied on Guess the Line. See if we can break that tie next week. Um, Lucy, I, I need to ask you. I, I'm not going to pretend here. I'm going to be very honest with you. I'm not Mr. Soccer. I, 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 don't, I don't know. You know, I don't know probably 95% of the players' names in this tournament. I watched a little of uh, Cutter and Ecuador and 
you know, I assumed Ecuador would win. I know nothing about cutter soccer and the beer sponsors are mad and USA is getting all this hype from Santa Claus, John Hamm. And I've heard they're not very good. And so the world cup kicked off today, but it really for USA starts tomorrow, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, just kind of the gist of, of where you're at with the world cup. It seems to be a real like struggle for a lot of people with the moral side of this and how they built the mm-hmm. arena and how they got the world cup paired with is USA even good? Who do you like if it's not USA? Where are you at with the world cup? Yeah. So I did not get into the world cup until like an hour or two ago when Zach put it on our rundown, the odds. And I was looking at the odds. And I was like, you know what? I could kind of get into this because USA plus 13,000. Are they getting disrespected? Are they getting disrespected by the odds makers here? I don't know. For nationality's sake, I might have to sprinkle a little bit on the USA. Everybody (laughs) I've read and heard anything from World Cup wise, every single person has basically said USA is awful and they're going to get bounced early. They're not going to be very good in this thing. Now, maybe they're wrong. Maybe every single person's wrong, but there's no way I'm touching them at plus 13,000. I don't care. I mean, they're plus. They're in plus territory to even beat Wales tomorrow. I don't know anybody on Wales. Wales. Well, here's the tough thing for me is which team do I take? Because, of course, the USA, to be patriotic, Kate Middleton is now the princess of Wales. So, mm. bit of a conundrum here. Who to take? USA plus money, plus 135 to beat Wales. I might sprinkle a little bit on that. You never know. Sometimes teams can surprise you. If the hype, you know, USA being hyped up, I mean, what better uh, country to put your money on? But I would also look at England, the the RIP, the queen pick of the World Cup. England at plus 800. They've got Connor mm-hmm. Gallagher and James Madison. They made the squad. And uh, with Jordan Pickford in goal, I mean, I'd say watch out every other country for England because you know you don't he he's he stops everything in his path Jordan Pickford does um so i would say England because England they're not messing around England plus 800 and then and then sprinkle a little bit on USA plus 13000 would be my i feel like idea. secret i feel like lucy secretly you're a spy from England that lives in America and every time England comes up you're just all in on everything that's that's England the, the death of a queen yeah. The World Cup pick, like I just everything Titles that's of the Royals. Yes, everything that could have England in it, it Lucy's there. Sign her up. She's all in. Yeah, I really perfected my American accent and stopped being obsessed with tea and crumpets <laughs> and things like that. And you know, the Union Jack, who cares? It's USA, baby. I think plus thirteen thousand is a great little pick there if you're looking for a long shot. But yeah, England uh, might have a good squad this year. Um, yeah, I'm just going to trust, I'm going to just maybe just trust that you think, you know, or you do know that that's true. France at plus 800 has got to be interesting. And Germany's just, Mm -hmm. didn't they win this thing against Brazil? Like they're plus 1200. I know that's what is the world cup every four years or whatever, but like, still that's, I'll take plus territory again. I know nothing about soccer. So really take whatever I'm saying, uh, with a grain of salt. Uh, let me ask you about Thanksgiving. We got Thanksgiving games. Do you remember like one of your earliest Thanksgiving sports memories? Like what is your earliest Thanksgiving sports memory? I think in terms of playing sports on Thanksgiving, I feel like my dad, my uncle, my brother, and I would play catch in the yard. 
as some people say, have a catch. I am on the play catch team instead of saying have a catch. Um, but also just like a backyard football game would probably be my earliest mm. memory. But watching games, it's more for me, like when I was younger, the sound of the whistle is all even, even now like comforting in the background. If you just like walk away from a game for a second on a nice Sunday afternoon and it's right. like chilly outside and you've got like all your snacks and the atmosphere of football Sunday, it's the whistle is like the soundtrack of that for me. And then the, the, the NFL music, even just early, early, early on, like having games on just the, the sounds of that kind of that's like that's thanksgiving that's like a, a lions game with the the whistle the commercials and the nfl music that's prime right there that is like okay this is this is comfy right here yeah i mean I, it's hard not to say lions cowboys on your screen because they get the game every year and then obviously they've introduced a third game to this thing and they take turns sharing it uh you know it's got to be scott mitchell herman moore barry sanders for me paired with Emmett Aikman Cowboys. And then I think first and foremost, it's gotta be John Madden. You know, anytime mm, I could sure. get the John Madden game on my TV and it was every year, like usually he's calling him and Summerall were almost always exclusively on Cowboy calls. And I hated the Dallas Cowboys, but how do you not listen to John Madden and Pat Summerall call a game? And then he introduces the, the, the turducken, the turducken and he's like, you know, circling on your screen and he's diving in just eating turkey like i it's probably john madden it despite it being the cowboys yeah. and lions that are on my screen every year it's probably for me just hearing john madden and pat summerall call a game hearing john madden's funny quirkiness his random opinions of turkey and then introducing a duck that's stuffed into a turkey for more legs like it's it's got to be it's got to be John Madden. And so, and, and Zach pointed out, like, it's yeah. the first since his death. He hasn't called games in a long time. So I don't know if it's going to hit me like that. If he was calling games and then just unfortunately had passed yeah. away in the offseason, I think it'd be a little different. But he's been away for so long that you moved on to the new ones. But there's no way I don't incorporate mashed potatoes and gravy, a little bit of cranberry, and candied yams with John Madden in my brain every Thanksgiving. That is so true. Another thing from a couple years ago, the Patriots, when they played on Thanksgiving, a big thing at the time was Brady and his diet and how strict his diet was and probably still is. But at that time, it was very strict and he had talked about it. They brought out a turkey after the game and Brady, his post-game interview, they brought out a turkey and he grabbed one of the legs and I guess had to eat it on live TV. And everyone was like, oh my God, he ate turkey. I didn't think he ate meat. He ate that turkey that was, he doesn't know what it's cooked in. And that was kind of a memorable moment at that time. But also when you think about, when I think about Thanksgiving and football, that image is still part of it for some reason, because it was talked about quite a bit in Boston after that. Cause it was like, Brady's eating that. Oh, what is Giselle going to think of that? What is that? So that image is, is it's more recent, but it's still a little bit, etched in my brain when it comes to sports figures and Thanksgiving, when something is tweeted out on Thanksgiving sports wise, like an image, that's one I think of. Lucy, do you really believe that he actually lives by the diet? He claims he does. I don't think he does anymore. I think he yeah. did for a long time because the way the, the, he the strawberry thing was nonsense, was right? Can we agree? The yeah. strawberry thing was a lie. The strawberry thing I think was different because he, I think he genuinely did not like the taste of them. Or didn't like the sure. idea. I think that was a side. But I think it's. He said he had never he, eaten one. 
I don't think he had. Well, that's true. I don't. Uh, yeah, that's true. There's he no way a kid did not eat a strawberry. Yeah, there's no way. I'm not buying any of this. So he, also, he grew up on the West Coast. So you would know better than I. Strawberries probably like are are they are they around a lot or no? Is that any different? Yeah, you get strawberries right now at the grocery store down the road from my house. Okay, so like fresh ones probably, and so he nah, never had one. Don't know. know. He but he did say also he never had coffee. That one I. I don't know. There are people who have never had coffee. That's a little bit more common, I think. But I believe he did follow that diet just because the way he looked coincided with having the diet like that. And the nightshades, and he got into the eggplant. You can't eat eggplant because it's nightshades and tomatoes and all that stuff. But then he hasn't talked about TB12 or that diet in a long time. So I don't know if he's still following it. I don't. I mean, he he might be to a to a sense but i don't know if giselle how much influence she had on that diet and alex guerrero he hasn't talked about in a long time and i'm sure they're still fine and working together but it's not doesn't seem to be his priority anymore and i feel like giselle was the one that set him on that path to health and wellness and because before her he was eating nachos and drinking beer he even said so i don't know where his diet goes after this but i would i would think this thanksgiving he might eat normally I I would think yeah. and I would hope. It's 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 possible. Um, I do want to ask you. We have a couple minutes left, so we go from Thanksgiving and Tom Brady's diet. Do you have any action on Arizona, San Francisco tomorrow, Mexico City? Do you have any lean uh, like on a side or total for that game? I do not, but I would look at Arizona. Really getting plus eight? Yeah, plus money. I I got to make up for the ground I lost today, so I'm I'm looking at plus money wherever I can. Arizona plus eight. Yeah, I just I, – I think San Francisco, they're starting to kind of get healthy. They're getting their guys back offensively. They're good to go. I just um, – I have no faith in Kyler and Cliff. And despite what the numbers say about Shanahan against Cliff Kingsbury, he's awful against the number uh, against Cliff Kingsbury for whatever reason. I kind of like San Francisco in a blowout. And, and to Zach's point, like Ooh. Kyler might not even play. Like we're still waiting to see Kyler play. And if he doesn't, like, I just feel even better about that. I just, I don't know. There's a lot of fans for the 49ers in Mexico City. It's a unique game and experience. It's going to be loud. I I just, and I don't like the way the Cardinals are trending right now. I think this is a good opportunity um, for the 49ers to kind of pull away and, and get an edge a little bit. So uh, we'll see. I, 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 like, I like Yeah, that I know. I know. It's it's I a like tough it. one, but Ocho, we'll see what as it they is. will say tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, the over under of that game, by the way, uh, if it's San Francisco, I think it's San Francisco minus the eight. Uh, give me a second here. It's 43. So San Francisco, eight point favorites over under number okay. is yeah, 43. Uh, plus eight. Okay. Give me the Ocho. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Thanks again, you guys for tuning in and following along. We appreciate it. Uh, we will talk to you guys next week. We'll have some more futures bets more guests the lines and see what happens in the world of college football in the NFL. Take care. Happy holiday, Lucy. Thank you for all you do. And uh, I'll talk to you next week. There we go. Lucy Burge. I'm Brandon Sprague. Back to the Futures. (laughs) See you guys next week here on Back to the Futures. Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM. (laughs) 